0: what's good so today I decided to um start this podcast off just a little bit differently and um so we're gonna start like by you just closing your eyes well if you're on the road don't don't freaking close your eyes problem. probably <laughs> you could cry. uh wherever you are man just close your eyes or just just silence yourself take a couple deep breaths um Turn this up if you're in your car, if you're in the gym, um, if you're in your house, whatever you're doing, you're in your dorm room, you know, you're just just chilling, you're listening to it while you're in the bed, just turn this up a little bit, and um, like I said, we'll start this off just a little bit different, alright, take a couple deep breaths, alright, face your freaking problems! liberated in that man that was good i hope like it scared some of y'all <laughs> because that's what i that's what i really wanted it to do because that's how it hit me today i was listening to a podcast by uh craig rochelle and before I go any further, what's up, to everybody? Uh, this is the homie TJ Andrews coming at you with another podcast on the Rooftop Chronicles. But back to a, listening to a podcast um, by Craig Rochelle. He is a pastor, and uh, he has such great wisdom. And he did a podcast on leadership, and um, he said that we should have no problems facing our we should have no problems facing our problems because we are or we have the title of CPS which is Chief Problem Solvers Chief Problem Solvers and then he went on to talk about how a lot of times in our lives or a lot of the reasons why we have the problems that we have is either because we completely ignore them we're in denial about them um, or we just have our head in the sand we're like ostriches and we just, just kind of make it seem like that they aren't freaking real man he kicked me in the stomach because that's how i've been approaching a lot of my problems that's how a lot of unresolved issues and you know that's how small problems become big problems and speaking of which he said that small problems are big problems they just haven't matured yet so i was like i almost threw my headphones across the room because that's so true you know i've um Has so many instances and I can look at so many different things and say at first like it was a really really small problem so I just kind of you know tweaked it the best way that I knew how just to get along but eventually it just grew bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and um man it became so overwhelming and then I was like put into a position where I was desperate and when you are desperate for anything other than God, you are in a very, very like, dangerous position because that means you're willing to compromise or sacrifice what is really, really true and dear to you just in order to solve a problem that you should have solved at its apex, so to speak, or at the very, very, at, at its smallest point. Small problems are big problems, they just haven't matured yet. But with the title of CPS, Chief Problem Solver, he also went on to say that problems are merely opportunities in disguise. And that's just a crazy way of looking at things because I just see a freaking problem as a freaking problem. It is what it is. And that that right there within itself is, is if we can learn how to just tweak our minds to 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 look at situations almost like they're looking at us, then maybe we can get through them a whole lot faster, a lot more effectively, without any collateral damage, coming out on the other side of them healthy. And what I mean by that is is when you are like is when like you see two boxers in a boxing ring, right? Or you see two cats in, in the octagon or UFC. Like when they meet face to face, like they they're looking each other square in the eye. One guy's looking at another guy saying, I'm going to knock you out, and the other guy's looking at the other guy saying, I'm going to knock you out. I feel that in that moment, if either one of those guys take their eyes off of off of each other, I feel like that person's gonna lose. Cause that shows a sign of weakness. Like there has to be like we gotta face our problems like that. We gotta face it with the same intensity. We gotta face it with the same level of, of uh, urgency. We have to face it with the same level of, just energy, you know. And we have to face it with the same level of, of, of potency that it's, it's bringing to us. And how do we do that? Like we use the freaking weapons that we have. We use prayer. We use we use scripture. We use the identity that we have in Christ. We use our resources around us. We use the people around us. But we do not tuck tail and we do not run. And that's what I've been doing. I, like I've been putting my head in the sand like an ostrich. Instead of facing those problems. I'm not just talking like financially. But what about relationally? Like what problems have we all like just tucked away? And now there was an elephant in the room. It was a mouse at first. Now there is an elephant in the room because we didn't face it at the moment that it needs to be faced. Excuse me. We gotta face our problems. Face your fears. Right? Jesus says it in the Bible over and over and over again. Do not fear says it to us over and over again, which is a command, and that's so hard for me to do because there's so many problems in my life sometimes, and I face them with fear, or I allow fear to completely overwhelm me, because, and I immediately tuck tail, or I immediately curl up into a fetal position because I, I think about all of the inadequacies that I have instead of realizing or having the optimal amount of faith in God that I'm going to prevail, that I'm going to succeed, that I'm going to come out on the other side, because that's who, that's that's the power that God gives us, or that's the expectation, or that's the expected end that God talks about, to give us an expected end. An expected An expected victory. Even in the face of like all the crap that we're going through, there has to be an optimal amount of faith that simply says, no matter the suffering, like I'm going to prevail, like we're going to prevail. Like how, I don't want to say crazy, but how, let's say radical, like how radical do we have to be to simply look at a problem that's clearly killing us That's clearly beating us. It may not even be beating us. It could just be a small minute problem. On top of all the other. On top of all the other. You know. Heap or compost heap. That that we've had in our lives. That one little feather. Could be the thing that just makes us completely collapse. But instead of that man like. How about we just try to face it. With faith. With the optimal amount of faith. Like. Craig Rochelle once again talked about the Stockdale paradox, and um, he was saying that that paradox is based off of a gentleman I believe who was in I believe I want to say he was in he was in prison and he like for eight years he experienced like excruciating torture, but within that excruciating amount of torture, there was a unshakable, unmovable amount of faith that he had that he knew. That he was going to prevail. Like, that's the same faith that Paul had. That's the same faith that freaking Job had. Like, problem after problem after problem. Even his, you know, even his wife was like, yo, why don't you just curse God and die? He was like, yo, like you speak as a foolish woman. Like, naked came out into this world and naked I shall leave. He cut his hair, he ripped his clothes. He, naked came out, yeah, I just said that naked came out into this world and naked I shall leave. You know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. He did those things and he had the optimal amount of faith, which is crazy to have after everything that he had experienced after servant, after servant, after servant, or after knock, after knock, after knock on his door, telling him what he lost over and over again but still having the optimal amount of faith. Now, there was a time when he had friends who came and they did sit with him and they tried to ponder about, you know, well, why did this happen to you? Was there sitting sin in your life? It, you know, there has to be something wrong. Like, how many times have we went through stuff and it's like, bro, like, I didn't even do anything. Like, problems don't have a name. They just have an assignment. And the assignment is just to get you off focus. And the assignment is just to get us all off focus, to get us all off track. I know I'm hyped today. I know I'm not the cool TJ that's usually on the rooftops today. But, like, yo, like, it was some liberating stuff today because it kicked me in the butt because I've been facing problems the wrong way. And the crazy thing about problems, or the, yeah, the crazy thing about problems is that when we're faced with a problem, like, we can almost immediately go in on the defense because we've been offended, you know, by a problem. Without recalling that that problem that we are offended by has been there for a long time. We just haven't freaking taken care of it. It's crazy how we can be offended by certain things that we had the responsibility over in the first place. And that's what like a lot of areas in my life like have have fa- I've fallen short in a lot of areas. Because I just haven't faced things the way that I was supposed to face them. And true indeed, like I, I may not have harnessed or possessed those skills, but now like I know that there's a certain way I can go about doing these things. Like I'm a CPS, I'm a chief problem solver. I can look at it from a different like. That's a title that I have, I possess. I am that. That's who I am. And that that mindset that simply says that that's who I am. That 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 confidence comes from God, being confident in this very thing that He which has begun a good work in us is able to perform it into the days of Jesus Christ. Like, he already placed things on the inside of us. So instead of us trying to be the things that God had us to be, what God called us to be, let's go ahead and be those things. Let's be problem solvers. Let's be children of God. You know, let's be real men. Let's be real, real women. Let's be men of integrity. Let's be women of integrity. You know, let's be radical in our faith. Like the world's looking for people just to be who we're supposed to be. And a lot of times if we, and a lot of times what happens is, is because we aren't acting in the capacity that we're supposed to act in, everything else falls out of whack and everything falls out of order. Now, this is not a, a PSA telling you to just try to take everything on, what, I'm not saying that because we will fail when we do that. But as I said, with the Stockdale paradox, it says we have a absolute faith that everything is going to allow us to prevail through the suffering. And that faith is in Jesus Christ. That faith is in the one who holds victory in his hands. In this world, you will have troubles. Quote, unquote, or quotations, parentheses, I'm sorry, problems. I gotta throw this in there. Even that great theologian Jay Z said, I got 99 problems, but a chick ain't one. So face your freaking problems, and things would be better. So this is um, just another segment to the uh, first portion of this podcast that I put out, um, Face Your Freaking Problems, um, or aka Jay-Z, or Don't Be Scared, you know, <laughs> so um, um, there was a lot of energy exerted out of that podcast, and um, but I believe it all came from a great place because, once again, I I've just realized that I've been dealing with my problems in the wrong fashion. And um, I don't think that that's how God wants us to face our, our problems or face our fears for that matter. I looked it up and do not fear is in the Bible 365 times or in various forms, 365 times. So that means God has told us every day of the year to do not be afraid or do not fear. He specifically counted out 365 <laughs> days or 365 times to say, do not be afraid. And it just so happens that there are 365 days in a year this year, I believe there's extra day in the year there's leap year so but I'm pretty sure he's saying do not fear Um, face your problems I know in the last podcast I talked about you know writing down your vision with a vision there's going to come a problem because with every promise you know there's a problem you know in front of it you look at Moses I'm gonna lead these people that were captive to freedom What? Well, what's in front of Moses the Red Sea hey Noah build a boat okay what's a boat <laughs> don't worry about it I'll give you all the material rain's coming what's rain don't worry about it I got it <laughs> Hey, David, you're going to be king, but first you got to fight Goliath. So, with a the promise, there's always a problem. With a vision, there's always a villain. So, let's face it though, the one thing I have noticed about the devil or the enemy, Satan, you know, Lucifer, you know, is that he makes a whole lot of freaking noise, but he ain't saying nothing. Denzel Washington an American Gangster had a dope line. He was talking to his brother and they were in a club and he was getting on his brother's back. And he was like, hey, man, like, what you got on? He's like, like, yo, you know that that color's crazy. He's He's like, "You do know that the loudest man in the club ain't saying nothing." And I was like, "Oh my goodness." I, I think the devil's like that. He raises a lot of problems, but he ain't really saying nothing because he he doesn't have power over us. Fear can can paralyze us and fear can can make us think that Our problems are bigger than we are, but our problems aren't bigger than God is. If we can just face it head on, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, once again, having the optimum amount of faith that we're going to prevail, no matter what the outcome. Then I think we'll be winners. Jesus, you're the savior of the world, but you gotta endure the cross. But the maximum outcome, the optimum faith that Jesus possessed, it gave way to the most beautiful gift that we could ever, ever have, which is salvation. So even though that there's like a big problem in front of us, somebody that's just running their mouth, eventually. If we just face it and get freaking tired of it, like David got tired of Goliath running his mouth. He was like, "Yo, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Like, yo, what is this issue that I'm going through? It's not bigger than my God." Matter of fact, God told me not to fear. My brothers up here, they tripping. The king himself ain't even went out there and did nothing, but he wants to give me his armor. I got to face the problem with the weapons that I have. Just like you have to face the problems with the weapons that you have. But with the optimum amount of faith that God has given you. He's given each of us a measure of faith. That's in Romans. That's in Romans. Grab hold to that faith. Faith the size of the grain the size of a grain of a mustard seed can move Freaking mountains. We got to have faith. We got to have faith to face these problems, to face these issues, to face this generational thing that you may have been dealing with your whole life that nobody wants to talk about. The financial issues that we just keep freaking ignoring. You know, the the other problem that we just put our head in the sand and just just didn't even want to face it because we felt like we weren't worthy enough or strong enough to deal with it. With God, all things are possible. Everything is possible. And now that we have weapons and now that we can add CPS, you know, to our name, chief problem solver. And now that we know that we don't have to freaking put our head in the sand, we can look at the problem and And just, you know, take out everything that it is. You know, look at it for in its entirety. Look at how crappy the situation is. Recognize that, hey, this is a bad problem. And nine times out of 10, bump that 10 times out of 10, I created it. But now that we know that there is a problem, now we can attack it. Now we can go on and fix that problem by finding the root of it. And straight up killing it and gutting it, man. Yo, David didn't go up and tickle freaking Goliath. He went up and cut his head off. And that's what we got to do to a lot of these problems. Like, just cut its head off. Kill it at the root. Don't, don't like, don't just do something to put a band aid over it just, just to, you know, cover the freaking symptoms. And that's what I do. And like, eventually, It just comes right back and it comes back bigger. So kill it, denounce it, declare like, yo, like I'm not going through that. And these aren't like big timey churchy words, like just believe, like, bro, I, I don't have to go through that. We don't have to deal with that. A problem presents itself. Yo, like I can handle that. Flip that switch. We can do it. That's another thing that's going to take us to a completely different place this year. When we see problems, we're not running from it, bro. We're running at it. David and Goliath. David ran at Goliath, ran at him. Goliath was this big, just, just big for nothing, dude. A little bit of more con, a little bit more context around the whole David and Goliath story. Like, Goliath had a disease where he you know was blind and he was his limbs weren't weren't as strong as they were so like even the enemy has his flaws the devil's just an out-of-work musician that was dope I got that from somebody that was fire but the devil he's just an out-of-work musician who hasn't a lot of time on this earth to just try and cause as much hell and havoc as 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 he can but but we Christ reigns he does. Even in the story of Job, bro, he had to still get permission from God to to try and get Job to deny Christ. And he probably should have known the freaking second time he went back to God that it <laughs> wasn't going to occur. So just face your problems. Face it no matter how big they are. Just face them. I love seeing, like, big dudes get knocked out. Just, like, just like UFC, boxing, especially if it's, like, with an underdog. Like, seeing a big dude just get knocked out, that brings me joy. It does, because I think it's the most hilarious thing in the world when, like, a big dude just comes on a movie scene and he's, like, super brody and super just flamboyant and boastful and... Actually, you know, you just get just knocked out. It happened in the movie Troy with Brad Pitt. The dude just, you know, had his sword in one hand, his spear in one hand and had his uh, his shield in the other. It happened in Gladiator when Maximus fought. This big dude who had like these these tigers that came out of the ground, if you're familiar with that movie. One movie that I love, though. Woo. I love seeing this big dude get knocked out. is John Wick 3. Oh, yeah. John Wick 3. Keanu Reeves. Is a dude named um Bobon Bragdanovich, I believe. He plays, I want to say he played for the Clippers. I don't know his team he plays for right now, but he's a basketball player. I think he's every bit of 7'2. He's maybe, maybe 7'2, maybe between 7'2 and 7'4. And he's yo, he's a big dude. Like this dude can dunk without even standing, uh, without even jumping. He can dunk without even jumping. All right. But man, John Wick beat the aches off homeboy. He beat John Wick, Keanu Reeves, probably every bit of 6'2", 6'3", maybe. This dude, between 7'2", and 7'4". Oh, but my goodness, John Wick beat the brakes off him. I mean, he beat beat that boy so bad, he just beat the brakes off him. And I loved every minute of it. Because it's nothing funnier. It's nothing better than to walk away from a a fight or walk away from a fight you've just witnessed and, and you seeing a big dude get knocked out because he can't say nothing else he can't he can't he can't come up to you and try and punk you no more because all you gotta say is I'm gonna knock you out like old boy knocks you out if you get out of my face that's usually how it goes down and that's usually how I know it's, it's this is a reach but that's usually how the devil is man he comes in with like every ounce of of hot air and everything, but like Jesus already knocked him out. Already knocked him out. He's down for the count. So even when he comes to us, it's like, yo, like, didn't my savior just knock you out? Like, didn't he knock you out? Yeah, he did. So now you want me to knock you out? Bruh, like, you gonna have two bad eyes. <laughs> So, so just face your problems, man. Face them head on. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me that we both can go and attack the problems that we have. I love you guys. Thank you for joining the homie once again on the rooftops. Yo, try and stay warm this weekend, or just try and stay warm in general. Face your freaking problems.